this book is called Crash Proof. It talks about one of the five reasons to creating inflation. Inflation makes the national debt more manageable because it gets repaid in cheaper dollars. And when it means cheaper dollars, the money has been deflate, um, inflated or diluted. So the purchase power, purchase power parity has decreased. The government can purchase monetary policies. The government can purse monetary policies hospitable to debtors even as it accommodates special interests and lends to them. Three, inflation finances social programs. Four, inflation spending is confused with economic growth. GDP used as evidence that inflation is contained. Five, inflation causes nominal asset prices to rise, such as stocks, real estate, instilling in the mines the illusion of wealth creation. And I we're seeing that, that that pattern right now is that there is the illusion that every the economy is recovering that people are becoming more wealthy they're increasing their assets uh, they're living a better life but the truth is is things are becoming more expensive and the middle class is being destroyed the fed has convinced the markets that the hedonic adjustments were okay. The Fed has convinced everyone to ignore monthly increases in food and energy costs. The Fed emphasized GDP growth as a comforting factor against increasing trade deficits and the eight and eight point trillion dollar national debt, which today is well over twenty trillion. It must be at least twenty three, twenty four 25 trillion dollars is but once it hits 35 trillion the government will not be able to finance that debt and then default will occur national debt accumulation percentage against gdp was within a reasonable historic ranges now as i stated yesterday in the causes of inflation i did mention that once the rate of debt increases past the gross national product that the markets will respond to that by realizing that the debt is not financed not capable of being financed and they will uh, realize that growth is impossible and at that point there will be a, a sharp contraction a market mania market panic and a huge sell-off on the stock market stock market the bond market responds to PPPI or the consumer price index values and when better than expected values occur, the bond market goes ballistic. However, the bond market seems disconnected to the value of the dollar and so loss in the bond value is the falling value of the dollar. So if the dollar is stronger, then the bond prices will become stronger if the dollar is weaker then bond prices will become weaker and that means that yields will go up because the relationship between price and yield is inverse the dollar is the single largest determinant of prices if the prices don't rise it is the same as selling the commodities at price reduction this would mean the increased supply is the force that keeps prices down or that a financial source 
is subsidizing the prices to keep them artificially low. Wall Street looks to the bond market as evidence that inflation is well contained. Smart Money looks at the foreign exchange on how bad inflation is likely to become. So if you think about what they're saying there, it means that the bond market is an indication of whether or not inflation is occurring. Because if that commodity is being diluted, then the bonds which are being borrowed against that bond or diluted money will go up in price. It's a commodity. A bond is a commodity. It's a financial mechanism. So the people that are selling those bonds or buying bonds are evaluating the strength of the dollar to determine what the bond price is. And that's why you can repay or buy back bonds with cheaper, more diluted money and uh, make a profit. There would be an arbitrage if, if that, that occurred. So those bond prices have to adjust according to inflation. Now, during deflation, what happens is that the dollar actually is becoming stronger because the government stops uh, increasing the money supply. And once they do that, there's less credit. But as there's less credit, um, there's less delusion of the money supply. And there is buyback of these bonds. And absorption is reversed back by the Fed. And as a result, um, there's less debt available for financing and the bond prices decrease because there's less appetite by consumers to buy bonds with cheaper money. And as a result, um, the system falls into deflation. So the liquidation of bad debt occurs and bad investments are then um, uh, written off and the system heals and uh, restores itself. So if you continue in a period of high inflation, you run the risk of hyperinflating the currency and that currency no longer having any buying power. And as a result of that, then it, the wealth in that currency or in that commodity is lost. The $145 billion stimulus package passed by law by Congress will deliver inflation. The Fed keeps cheap credit available to the banks. The banks lend the new funds to use them to acquire higher yield assets. As a result, asset prices such as stocks, bonds, and real estate bid up the bubble levels. The government, by printing the money and mailing it directly to the citizenry, the stimulus plan cuts out all the financial middlemen and administers the inflation drug directly to the consumer. More money chasing a fixed supply of goods only pushes up prices. As the recession worsens, the dollar will drop, consumer prices and long-term interest rates will rise, and the politicians and economists will look for scapegoats. The stimulus package will kill the economy. Well, we were concerned about that with just $145 billion and COVID came in and we've now injected $5 trillion, $10 trillion, I don't know what the number is, but it's huge, uh, back into 
the the system and it's have will have an inflationary effect it's so interesting to look back and see, and think about when this book was written their concern for fiscal policies affecting the economy and how it would impact people real people and their ability to pay for things like a mortgage food transportation education and those type of cost were will increase the burden as wages would not increase to the same rate as inflation. I've said for years that the consumer price index has been broken because even though it's a reflection of our ability to buy a fixed uh, group of, of products or goods and services, it does not seem to reflect the fact that U.S. inflation has to be moving at the same pace of Chinese inflation, and China's inflation is at 6.5% to 7%, so therefore... The reporting by the government of GDP and CPI must not be correct. Five reasons for creating inflation. Let's review them again. Inflation makes the national debt more manageable because it can be repaid in cheaper dollars. Okay, we understand that. Dollars, money supply is increasing, which is decreasing the ability, uh, decreasing, diluting the money value or the buying power. The government can purse monetary policies hospitable to debtors even if it accommodates special interests that lend to them. Yes, we know that there will be more social programs that are implemented and those social programs come in the form of taxation or bonds which the government will borrow from the sector, private sector and that has the effect of moving financial money from the free market into the government. So they're absorbing more of the financial debt. And as a result, there'll be less financial financing of debt for the free market. And so then debt becomes a harder um, mechanism to finance. Inflation finances social programs. I've just mentioned that. Inflation spending is confused with economic growth. GDP used as evidence that inflation is contained. And so when you have inflation, then your economy has to heat up in order to keep pace. So the, you'll hear things that um, about growth. And some companies, what they're doing is they're borrowing debt to finance uh, payments to investors, shareholders, or they're buying back, they're taking and their money and they're buying back their stocks uh, to keep pace with expectations of growth. And then you have hedge funds and financial institutions that use quantitative investing where they're not investing in the company, they're not investing in management, they're not investing in the resources, they're investing in uh, accumulating profit. And so at the end of the day, they're looking at how much money they've accumulated. And so there is this um, almost like gambling effect where they're putting money in and they're looking for a return payment back 
And as a result, they're taking their profits, buying and selling, and using huge amounts of money that are fluctuating in and out uh, daily, trying to beat the odds and uh, capture the money. And that's why I think stock investing in stock markets a lot like uh, gambling in the sense that there's always you know bigger fish out there that will pick your pockets clean. And so you you go in thinking that you can uh, make a little money and you may make a little money for a little while, but in the end you'll lose because the quants are working so intensely with their AI and so forth to uh, eventually statistically win against you and your odds are that you'll lose your money. Five areas impacted by inflation, interest rates on national borrowing, social security payments and other government benefits that are indexed on inflation and income taxation brackets and personal exemptions indexed for inflation, inflated uh, rate premiums. Yeah, so again, inflation, interest rates, and taxation, those are the three things that work together. So you know that if inflation is increasing, there will be higher taxes, and that is coming. Well, in short, this was a pretty interesting book. If you're not thinking about inflation now and how it's impacting corporations, jobs, uh, growth, cost, then you need to um, start reading more books on inflation, and you realize that you don't like inflation because inflation is going to rob us of our wealth.